Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. Mindful Moments of Mars is an audio experience that uses the writings of Edgar Rice Burroughs to explore mindfulness. We're currently reading The Chess Men of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs. And what's happening is that one of our heroes, we have many heroes in this story, many role models that we can try to become like in our own lives. One of them is uh, Gahan, Jed of Gathal. The thing to admire about him is that he jumps off boats to rescue people. We shouldn't all necessarily do that. I think you need to be a strong swimmer and to... Uh, listen, I'm not the one to give you advice on when and when you shouldn't jump off a boat. Probably what you should do is throw a life ring, a life belt. Is that what they're called? Listen... Don't take advice from me about water safety. Look for an expert. Um, visit a website. Go to a website. Make sure it's a reputable one and get advice on water safety. However, okay, yeah, okay, let's look metaphorically. I'm, I'm very comfortable giving advice metaphorically. Um, what's happening here? Oh, okay. You do that. Sorry, my uh, my audio studio recording device is doing a thing. It's okay. We can we can live with it. Let's take a breath while it does that thing. Okay, let, let's read the story. Don't if you're on a boat, don't jump in the water unless there's a good reason to like it's not safe in the boat or y- you need to do something in the water that is correct for you to do and you've been advised by a website to do it and it's a reputable website i'm going to read the story now chessman of mars and grace burrows for a long time he lay watching them and ever more forcibly so oh man it's getting harder and harder to read this story isn't it um for context who he's watching is beings working in fields we know them as cal Caldenes attached to Rikor, but our hero Gahan Jedigathol does not know what a Caldene is or a Rikor yet. Hopefully he'll find that soon. For a long time he lay watching them, and ever more forcibly it was borne in upon his consciousness that they were not as he, and that it would be rash to trust himself among them. Presently, he saw a couple appear from the nearest enclosure and slowly approach those who were working nearest to the hill where he lay in hiding. Immediately, he was aware that one of these differed from all the others. Even at the greater distance, he noted that the head was smaller, and as they approached, he was confident that the harness of one of them was not as the harness of its companion or of that of any of those who tilled the fields. The two stopped often, apparently in argument, as though one would proceed in the direction that they were going, while the other demurred. But each time the smaller one reluctant consent from the other, and so they came closer and closer to the last line of workers toiling between the enclosure from which they had come, and the hill where Gahan of Gathal lay watching. And then suddenly the smaller figure struck its companion full in the face. Gahan, horrified, saw the latter's head topple from its body, saw the body stagger and fall to the ground. The man half rose from his concealment, 
the better to view the happening in the valley below. The creature that had felled its companion was dashing madly in the direction of the hill upon which he was hidden. It dodged one of the workers that sought to seize it. Gahan hoped that it would gain its liberty. Why he did not know other than at closer range. Let's take another run at that. Gahan hoped it would gain its liberty. Why he did not know other than at closer range it had every appearance of being a creature of his own race. Then he saw it stumble and go down, and instantly its pursuers were upon it. Then it was that Gahan's eyes chanced to return to the figure of the creature the fugitive had felled. What horror was this that he was witnessing? Or were his eyes playing some ghastly joke upon him? No. Impossible though it was, it was true. The head was moving slowly to the fallen body. It placed itself upon the shoulders. The body rose. And the creature, seemingly as good as new, ran quickly to where its fellows were dragging the hapless captive to its feet. The watcher saw the creature take its prisoner by the arm and lead it back to the enclosure. And even across the distance that separated them from him, he could note dejection and utter hopelessness in the bearing of the prisoner. And too, he was half convinced that it was a woman, perhaps a red Martian of his own race. Could he be sure that this was true? He must make, could he be sure that this was true, he must make some effort to rescue her, even though the customs of this strange world required it, only in case she was of his own country. But he was not sure. She might not be a Red Martian at all. Or, if she were, it was as possible that she sprang from an enemy people as not. His first duty was to return to his own people, with as little per personal risk as possible. And though the thought of adventure stirred his blood, he put aside the temptation with a sigh and turned away from the peaceful and beautiful valley that he longed to enter, for it was his intention to skirt its eastern edge and continue his search for Gathal beyond. Let's take a breath there. So I introduced today's reading by saying that Gahan of Gathal was a hero that we should aspire to because he's the sort of person who jumps off a boat to rescue people in the sea metaphorically see because actually he does that when the boat is flying through the sky and the person is hanging on a rope at the bottom of, of the flying boat um, but now we've just seen that he sees someone who's clearly in trouble and he decides to skirt around them because it is um, why did he decide not to help? Let's consider that question and take another breath and uh, let's wrap it up. This I feel like this is a bit of a low energy Mindful Moments of Mars. I hope you're okay with that. I'm okay with that. I have low energy at the moment. Do you have low energy? If you do, why don't you take a breath? If you've got high energy, why don't you make an omelette? Um, if you're vegan and you don't want to make an omelette because you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs, as they say, unless someone else broke the eggs, but then the eggs are still broken. It's, it, the eggs are broken and the omelette is the beneficiary of that breakage. Um, in, in baking, I have read that you can sometimes substitute one egg for two tablespoons of peanut butter 
So if you're going to make a three egg omelet and you don't want to use egg, you could maybe just fry up six teaspoons, t- tablespoons of peanut butter. I did once try to make a peanut butter omelet. It did not taste good. Um, I, I'm going to let you think of what that might have tasted like during this breath.